Hi. Hi, I'm Marcy Billen. I am a resident here in the city of Norman, Oklahoma. And this is my weekly show explaining the news, things that are happening in and around Oklahoma City and Norman. So you may already live here. You may want to live here. And I want to talk about different topics so that you can learn more about our metro area and Norman itself. So that's what we're doing here. Now, I picked today's topic, which is homelessness in Oklahoma City and in Norman. And I did not pick this topic so that we could have a fight. I picked this topic so that you could see how Oklahomans are addressing um, the issue of homelessness inside of Oklahoma City and also in Norman. And just also get a clear picture of like how much actual homelessness there is and then the organizations and what the cities and state is doing to help in these situations. So here we go. So if you have any questions, I want you to drop them in the comments. Um, leave those questions for me. If you're watching on YouTube, then I want to see what your questions are so that I can answer them. That would be so helpful to me. Hi. Oh, yes, you are the first one here. Thanks so much. Um, I would give you a prize if I had one, but I don't. <laughs> so yes, you are the first one here. Thanks so much for showing up. And I hope uh, we can have a good conversation about this. All right. So I'm a realtor here in the Oklahoma City Metro. I do live in Norman. I work in all of the Oklahoma City Metro. And my goal with this show is to educate and inform on topics pertinent to our great state and specifically OKC and Norman. So for links on how to contact me and my information, all that's going to be in the description and in the show notes. And I kind of switched up um, how I look here today. So uh, usually like I'm looking off to the side, but I'm like straight on today kind of so I can look you straight in the eyes. So I played around with the title of this episode, thinking about is homelessness a problem, um, ending homelessness and homelessness in Oklahoma. And ultimately, I want to see and like discover with you how Oklahomans are addressing homelessness in general. And the big reason why I chose this topic is because Oklahoma just got their uh, federal grant for over $7 million to help with the situation in Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City, right? Like we're all in the metro area. If you live here, you know that. If you don't, that's how it works. So Norman is south of, o of the Oklahoma City metro. Like it's not the most southern city in the metro, but we are almost sometimes our own metropolitan area, a city of 128,000. To the north of Oklahoma City is Edmond, city of around 95,000 people. And I, guys, if I'm getting the numbers wrong, yes, I don't have them in front of me, I understand. Um, and then we have Midwest City to the east. Don't get confused by that. That's going to be where Tinker Air Force Base is located. And then, of course, uh, Yukon is out to the west. Someone's bringing in their garbage outside my house. Maybe it's my husband. We have to bring him on the show sometime. Yeah. Okay, so I have a few different things to look at with you and talk about. 
Like I said, when you have questions, I need you to drop them in the comments. If you have something to pipe in and talk about, let's hear it because that's what this show is for. It's a conversation between us so that we can understand more about our state, right? So the first thing I did was I got on the city of Oklahoma City's homelessness page, which is like an action plan page. And it describes what they're doing in a kind of a short way, uh, what the city is doing to end homelessness or to, um, you know, attack the issue, essentially. So they have this thing, this plan in Oklahoma City called Key to Home. And it's a partnership between all of the different basically nonprofits, some other, and then the city as well, to help people get into housing first. So we know that with poverty, we need to address the housing issue first because you can't get a job if you don't have a place to live. And that's been Oklahoma City's focus is getting people into housing. So I'm a realtor and you're like, why are you talking about this? I think this is an important issue. Um, to have Oklahomans on the streets to me is something that is hard to sit with. It's hard to see as I'm driving through the metro and even driving through Norman as we have over 200 homeless here in Norman as well. It's hard to watch when I know that we can be doing something about it. And those people um, who are on the streets, they need help, many of them, through mental health initiatives, um, veterans, families, with small kids. Like It's so easy in the way that I see it, and maybe you have a different view, and that's totally fine, but it's so easy to end up in these situations because one thing happens after the other. And we all know that life happens to us. It's all a matter of like where we start out whenever life actually happens to us. You may not agree with me and that's okay, but that's why we're here to have a conversation about this. <clears throat> My throat's a little scratchy today, man. So back to what I was saying, key to home partnership, trying to get the unhoused into houses it's the way that they can get help um, with mental health, mental health help, jobs, uh, veterans affairs help, um, physical help. Like if there's an issue there, um, is like, of course, someone is going to bring up the drug issue, and that is totally fair. I understand that there are different shelters um, that take people who are using drugs. There are different shelters who don't take people who are using drugs. That is a whole other conversation that we probably won't talk about on, <laughs> on this particular show. So the city council in Oklahoma City has hosted uh, workshops on homelessness, and then they have a few different ways that they're addressing homelessness in Oklahoma City. So the first thing is identifying and defining who homeless people are. So they do this thing every January and it's called a point in time count. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to stop and talk about this today. Question. Yes. Uriel asks, is there any way to donate to help build shelters like directly with the city or something? Yes. And if you'll give me like three, four minutes, I'll get to those. So I'm going to cover the, um, the largest organizations and how you can help with them and show you like their websites and stuff, because, um, they're, they're really good. The way that they all work together is really fascinating as well. So all of that information is going to be there. So absolutely. 
I'm going to give you that information and I'll leave it in the show notes for you and in the description below. So if you want to donate to any of these organizations to help with the homeless um, issue in Oklahoma City and in Norman, then I'm going to give that to you. Thank you for asking. Perfect. So OKC's homeless demographics change point in time count informs where services are needed most. So what they said in this, so here's what happens. At the end of January every year, people, um, like a team of people go out at 4.30 in the morning. I don't know why they have to do this in January. It seems terrible, <laughs> but I, I get it, okay? Um, a team of volunteers go out alongside the railroad tracks um, where the homeless encampments typically are, and they take account of how many homeless there are at that time. It is very difficult to get counts, Um for homeless people, which makes sense, right? So I'm going to share my screen with you so that you can see, but I'm also going to talk about, oh, what I've got. Oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, share screen. Man, had an issue there for a second. And here we go. <laughs> Anyone sing to themselves? I do that a lot. So, yeah. So a team of volunteers, this is the article in the Oklahoman where they're talking about the point in time count. I get a lot of my information from the Oklahoman, which is a news source here in Oklahoma City. It's our main newspaper. Um, sometimes I'll read the Tulsa World, although I don't live in Tulsa anymore, and so I don't read it as much. It's another great way for you to get your news. I sometimes will look at like K4 and different news sites like that. It tends to be a little dramatic in my view. So I go to those, of course, for weather. We are not talking about weather today, but that is another source. And then I also use the Oklahoma Journal a lot. Sometimes the Norman Transcript, which I'm not exactly happy with. And then I also use the OU Daily for News in Norman, which is OU's newspaper. So it's student-led. Okay, so this point in time count, um, it tells a couple of stories like this man... Um, one of the men that they went ahead and interviewed, he told volunteers he was about to turn 60 and he'd been living on the streets for 14 years. And when he was asked what led to him experiencing homelessness, he said, after I lost my house in Norman, it doesn't go into why he lost his house. It's none of our business, in my opinion. But they, they said there were a lot of answers like that. Um, some tents, some from tents and encampments which if you drive in Oklahoma City, you'll see some of these tents and encampments that are along, um, especially like I-40, which is, of course, one of the major interstates that runs through Oklahoma City. <clears throat> so it's all typically going to be southwest of downtown, kind of where Maps 4 is beginning to take place. If you don't know what Maps is, it's a project in Oklahoma City to um, bring progress and action to our, to Oklahoma City. So this survey for the point in time count is meant to help local agencies and nonprofits better identify demographics, coordinate services, and develop housing initiatives to continue addressing the problem. So what they were saying was a couple of years ago, it was mostly families with young kids. And now they're seeing that that's not necessarily the case. 
so they can see how much money they need for like veteran services versus mental health services, um, different, just whatever they may need, how many kids are on the streets, how many aren't. That's what they're looking for in this point in time count. So some of these people that go out, a lot of them are from these organizations like the Homeless Alliance of Oklahoma City, which is one of the biggest organizations that um, is out there helping to end homelessness in Oklahoma City. And I'm talking so much about Oklahoma City, not because I live there, because I don't. I go there a lot, a couple times a week. Uh, but I do notice, of course, that the suburbs, which I live in a suburb of Norman, we follow along with what they're going to be doing. Get our ideas from this. Everything's local. Everyone hopefully works together. And that is the idea, right? Yes. I, yes. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Okay. This next article, and then I'll jump into, Uriel, the question that you had about building shelters and things like that. So this kind of um, piqued my interest and the reason why I chose this particular subject. So Oklahoma City just received uh, more than $7 million in a federal grant for their homelessness initiatives. Now, I hear a lot from my clients, my real estate clients, about homelessness in other states. And that's part of the reason I wanted to address this about Oklahoma in general. Um, and I don't think I ever said the number, but it was around uh, 1,400 to 1,500 homeless in Oklahoma City at the end of January, which was just a couple of weeks ago. So the check um, that Oklahoma City received was 2.4 million more than what they received in 2023. So this was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Basically, what the representative from HUD said is it's no secret that Americans are facing unprecedented difficulty when it comes to housing. We have a challenging rental market. That is very true because we have a shortage of housing. So as you guys know, I'm a real estate agent. Sorry, I'm like, I know my camera and like where I go behind my screen thing. Um, I'm a real estate agent. What we know to be true in Oklahoma is that we have had a housing shortage for a long time. Really, the shortage was happening long before the 2008 recession, but that really um, kicked it into gear. And no one really noticed it that much until 2020. So shocking. We've always had an issue with the number of houses that we have. Builders have a hard time keeping up with building houses. And um, it's just like, because we're a very young state. So, you know, Oklahoma became a state in 1907. So uh, to get houses out there and any sort of housing, like apartments or the tiny house initiative, things like that has been very difficult. And of course, it's very labor intensive to build something like a shelter. Uh, so we've had expiring pandemic era housing programs in Oklahoma City. Some of them are, you know, what I've heard is like, you never know which one is still in play or when it's going to end. We've had an increase in people experiencing homelessness for the first time um, that contributed to an overall national increase in homelessness, which I've heard a lot of, especially in Texas and California, and I'm sure there's lots of other states, but those are the ones that Oklahoma tends to focus on. So that is why I mentioned that. 
So last year, an estimated 650,000 people were homeless nationwide, which is apparently a 12% increase from the year before, which is a lot. Oklahoma City, though, only had a 6% increase, so that was good. Um, It's still an increase, however, not as much as the nationwide issue stood. So about um, 1,400 people experienced chronic homelessness on any given night in Oklahoma City is what they found. About 500 people sleeping outside, the rest in shelters or some sort of other shelter. Um, The city has worked really closely with the different organizations to curb this homelessness issue. So it's very heartening to think that in our community, this is what Mayor Holt said. So he says it's really heartening to think in our community um, that he feels like the issue hasn't been demonized or polarized as we have seen it demonized or polarized in other states across the nation. Um, Okay, so the biggest organizations that are getting a piece of this $7.1 million is going to be the Homeless Alliance, City Care, the Mental Health Association, Heartline, and Community Enhancement Corporation. Okay, so I have these up here for us. So the Homeless Alliance uh, typically spearheads things as what I have noticed. If I'm wrong, please tell me. So They have all of their mission, vision, value, belief system posted up here on their website. And it's a really good website. It makes a lot of sense um, the way that they've done this. And you also come into contact with so many of their initiatives whenever you're out and about in OKC. They do run small businesses for um, the homeless. And like whenever I'm in the Plaza District or in the Paseo, I see these initiatives. So if we go over here to About Us, so on their website, and like I said, I'll leave this for you, um, probably be by tomorrow. If you may have noticed, I'm a little bit dressier than normal because I am going out to dinner here in just a few after I get offline with you guys, if you can see me, that is. So let's see. Okay. Let's get here to our programs. So the programs that the Homeless Alliance has is, of course, the housing program. Oklahoma City is very focused on getting people into housing. They do have a resource center or a campus. So it is an entire city block. So it helps people with like legal assistance, getting IDs, that sort of thing, because you have to have all that sort of stuff in order to make any headway in getting help. And sometimes that's the biggest barrier for getting help. There's a day shelter in Oklahoma City run by the Homeless Alliance. There is a winter shelter, um, which thank goodness it's not as cold now as it was. And then there's the Curbside Chronicle, which most people I think have come into contact with. um, But it is a street paper created to provide uh, voice and employment for the homeless population. There is a flower shop um, in Curbside Flowers. And then there's a shaved ice, which I didn't know. No, I've seen it. Just kidding. I knew about this. I've definitely seen it around. And then there's an apparel shop. Um, And so, and it just goes on and on. And this website and the way that you can volunteer and give to the Homeless Alliance is all 
uh, listed on their website. So at the top, there is a button that says get involved. And of course, you can donate here which of course they are a 501c3 organization. Um, whenever you click on become a volunteer, which of course like money is great. And if that's not an option for you, then there is a way to give back um, through volunteering. But it's really cool the way that they do this because um, I don't know if any of you have ever substitute taught, but this is how it works. Whenever you're substitute teaching, you sign up for a specific class on a specific day and they give you all of the information right there online. So like um, on Thursday, you can sign up for general assistance for two hours at the third street um, site. If you want to, you can do lunch service. So it'll tell you all the different things that are available. And of course, a lot of these are full, which means a lot of people are volunteering. So that's one way to get involved. Um, and there's a host of other items on here as well, like hosting a drive or becoming a partner. If you work with another nonprofit and want to contribute to the Homeless Alliance of Oklahoma City. Nice. If you have any more questions, please jump in because I understand. All right. So the next one I mentioned was City Care OKC. And this one is similar, uh, just has a little bit different. Let me get over here about, yes. <clears throat> so City Care, um, similar to the Homeless Alliance, I know they work very closely together. They do have a new shelter and I believe that this one is low barrier and they're focused on stopping poverty and dealing with other issues related to poverty. So the programs that they have, oops, 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 um, specifically uh, WizKids, which is a mentorship program. I'm involved in Big Brother, Big Sister here in Norman. Um, that's where I typically uh, give my time. WizKids is another opportunity for mentorship in Oklahoma City. And um, it's just a little bit different. So Mentorship is widely accepted as the most effective intervention to intergenerational poverty and low academic achievement. And so after one year of serving meals to our friends experiencing homelessness, we replicated a tutoring program from Denver that we learned about and WizKids was born. So that's another way that you can get involved with city care. And then Heartline Inc. is another organization that's getting a piece of the $7.1 million. So Heartline has been providing around-the-clock information and referral crisis intervention and suicide prevention services. So mental health services to people in Oklahoma City. And you will see signs for Heartline Inc. everywhere when you're in Oklahoma City. So it is uh, widely known and it's just they advertise their specific uh, care outlets that they have for the pop for any population, not just the homeless population. Nice. Okay, and then I also mentioned Community Enhancement Corporation, which this one, um, it's focused on charitable housing programs, so getting people into housing um, specifically for lower income 
citizens of Oklahoma City, providing decent, safe, and sanitary housing to those in need. So they receive funds for acquisition, construction, and rehabilitation of low-income housing. And they also receive, of course, Section 8 funds to help with the housing situation in Oklahoma City. Nice. All right, guys. So next up, I pulled, <laughs> I pulled one article. Um, I'm more familiar with the homeless situation in Norman. Norman is where I live and I work in Oklahoma City, but I definitely live and work in Norman. We have about, um, we have over 200 homeless in Norman right now. And they think the number is right around 214. There has been a little bit of strife in Norman over the homeless population. So they're saying 213 people in Cleveland County being homeless. I do believe that most of those center in Norman because we have the services that uh, this population needs. And um, they're saying that there were 16 more uh, than the previous year. So 16 more homeless people from the year before in 2022 to 2023. And of course, we're just at the beginning of 2024 now. So we don't know what those numbers are going to look like, but hopefully they're going to go down. So they said in 2021, the number was 106, 106 uh, homeless in 2020. It was 266 in 2019, 347. And in 2018, 364. So we have been going down in the numbers for the homeless population in Norman. And I do want to make this a little bit bigger for you guys. If you are watching, whoa, you don't want to print it. <laughs> if you are watching on the YouTubes, but if you're listening, then of course, I'm telling you the information that I am looking at. So there are unhoused resources or homeless resources in Norman, and that's going to include Bridges of Norman. One of my friends works there and um, Catholic charities such as the Women's Sanctuary, Food and Shelter, Mission Norman. Um, so Food and Shelter is typically where we do our food drives here in Norman. That is um, like for every event that we have for our clients, we typically get food and take it to food and shelter. And of course, first, the best thing to do is call and ask them what they're in need of at that time, because they will tell you. <laughs> so that's really important to do. There's also Mission Norman, which is another faith-based organization here in Norman. Um, and then Salvation Army. And then there's Thunderbird Clubhouse, one of my friends works for Thunderbird Clubhouse as well. Veterans Affairs, Caravans, Red Dirt Collective, and of course, the Women's Resource Center. There are lots of opportunities to help with these particular organizations. I would always say to call and ask, or of course, go to their websites to see how you can help if you want to get involved. So as of 2023, there are 240 beds counted in the housing inventory count. Um, so that means 240 spots for people to sleep. Um, food and shelter has an emergency, emergency shelter. That was hard to say one after the other. And it's located at the Northwest corner of gray street and James Garner Avenue. 
This has been a site of contention. This is next to the post office in Norman. So Norman, um, and I don't have any pictures for you on this, but if you can imagine, Main Street is one way, Gray Street is one way. So Main Street is one way going um, east and Gray Street is one way going west. So this emergency shelter is on Gray Street going west as you get to the city complex, which is where the post office and police office, police office? Is that the right word? <laughs> it's located. So that's where those are located. Um, <laughs> this is where, <laughs> this is where this article gets a little contentious. And when I read it, it was really funny. My point here is to have a conversation and let you know the issues that we're having with building a new shelter or finding a spot to have a shelter in Norman. So in a November 9th meeting, Dossier, which is, um, I believe one of the city council or not city council, but the city, um, officials told the committee me members for the homeless committee, um, that they sheltered 30 people in October who are working, but do not make enough money for rent or housing. Um, Doshe from the, the shelter that's, that's where they're from also mentioned that the organization helps those who, who may have housing or family elsewhere, get back to those areas. Because of course, um, sometimes, um, there are different, uh, they're, they're traveling. Um, and we see this a lot in, all of our communities that the homeless population is traveling. Um, see, I have another question here and it is a really good one. Do you know if there are any missionaries or churches that help with poverty and, and homelessness in the community? So I know that Mission Norman is a big one that's going to help. Where is my list? Yeah. So Mission Norman is faith-based, uh, Baptist, I believe. And then... Women's Sanctuary, which is Catholic, those are faith-based here in Norman. I'm not sure what some of the other churches have been doing in those situations. So that was a really good question, however. So thank you so much for asking. Okay. So as, as I'm reading this, the... Um, they helped six people with issues returning to their homes get back to somewhere else. So ultimately leaving Norman, but getting them to their destination so they wouldn't be homeless in Norman anymore. Okay. Um, there are around 23 to 25 beds at the Women's Resource Center. So that's for women and children. So not that's another place in Norman that... Um, they're helping to go ahead and get people into beds. And for Mission Norman, they said that 15,722 people with their resources and 17 families had traditional transitional housing in 2022. You're all, yes, yes. Thank you so much for asking the questions. And I'm learning just like some of you are who are listening and watching. Um, this is a subject that I get a lot of questions on and I wanted to be more in the know as well. So that's why we're doing this together. So thank you so much. So there are resources available for the homeless population in Norman, 
And the city does not have a permanent shelter. And this is where things get rough. And there's no timeline to build a shelter because they propose a spot to build a shelter on Porter, which is really close to the hospital. Um, and really not that far from the city complex either. But it was shot down pretty uh, loudly by the city. And um, <clears throat> it, <laughs> so what they're essentially doing now is that they is they have to find a place. They have to find the land. And I know that they're, it's, they're like not picky about where this shelter in Norman is going to go. But of course, people in the community, like this is a big issue. And there is sometimes um, other issues that come along with having a shelter around. But the shelter really needs, Norman is not super walkable. So the shelter really needs to be in a location that other organizations can get to it quickly. And that runs into the issue of, where would this possibly be? What land is available? And there's a decent amount available near the hospital. Um, and I'm not sure that, you know, building something just takes a lot of time. That's ultimately the issue here. And the shelter doesn't have to be what he, what this person says, the Taj Mahal of shelters. What they're looking for is somewhere with heat and air conditioning so that people can be safe and have a roof over their heads if they need it. Um, I won't go into what our mayor said about the homeless population. Today. I won't go into it today. Oh no, guys, please, please. Yeah. <sighs> so the shelter in Norman is housed is housing several homeless, but ultimately there needs to be a permanent shelter and that's where the issue lies. So I hope that that was really helpful for you today. It was very helpful for me to dig into this and to see what the city of Oklahoma City is doing, but also look at what Norman is doing and if they're following in Oklahoma City's footsteps with this. I think there are several things that can be done, and I know that both cities are taking action to get these things done, but it is very difficult. And um, yeah, I it's not something... I'm so glad that we were able to have a conversation about this today. And next week... I have a really special guest coming on. I'm very excited. She's one of my friends. She's a transplant from a few other states. And so we're going to talk more about what it's like to relocate from another state, uh, particularly, particularly states that are very, very different from Oklahoma. So I'm excited to have that conversation with her and to have you guys show up again. So that will be next Tuesday. And if you listen after that, that's totally fine. Please hit that like button if this show has helped you. And of course, I would love for you to, to subscribe as well. I will talk to you guys soon.